Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman, joined today by Pastor Neil Radical. This morning we'll begin with brief devotional thought based on 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 17, where the Apostle Paul writes, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God. We speak in the sight of God in Christ. Here the Uh, Apostle Paul compares himself and his work and really the work of the Christian church as well to uh, an aroma, to a smell. And you see the word diffusing there. Diffusers are uh, getting to be more and more popular. You take these essential oils and you put, you know, lavender or I can't think of anything besides lavender, but cedar. Cedar, uh, there you go. Eucalyptus. Okay, well, that's a fancy one. So you put these oils in the diffuser and over time the diffuser uh, slowly puts those aromas, those smells into the air. And the idea is it's supposed to be beneficial, uh, both making the room smell better and there can be some other added benefits as well. So here the Apostle Paul says, our ministry, our work is kind of like an aroma. It's kind of like a fragrance. Um, and and here he's, he's using the comparison of the uh, uh, when when armies would come back from a battle and they'd come back in in triumph in the in, in the Roman era they would come back to Rome they'd con- conquered some foreign nation and they would come back and they would bring with them their their defeated enemies their captures uh, who they would bring along in chains and as they were coming into Rome uh, it was it was commonplace for uh, the the population there to throw down all these different flowers and as these flowers and these petals were strewn along the path this uh, the they were crushed up and the aroma was diffused throughout the the streets and so this smell came forth the smell of triumph the smell of victory for those who were conquering but for those who had been conquered for those uh, who were defeated this smell was uh, even though it might have been pleasant they knew it was a smell of defeat because they had been conquered they were in chains and they were coming back uh, for their uh, to face their doom essentially as they would be executed before the the ruling authorities there in Rome and so here uh, Paul compares kind of that image um, what was taking pl- what would take place in Rome there and he compares it to the message that we have to share as well and really the message that we have is Christ has conquered and his enemies have been defeated and it's the same message um, to all people to those who believe and to those who don't believe uh, to those who believe we tell them Christ has conquered sin death and the devil have been defeated uh, victory is ours through Christ and to them as Paul says here it's the aroma of life leading to life you know uh, that's the, the the good news the gospel message is the best news of all um, but to those who reject the gospel it's the same message we preach the same message to those who reject the gospel that Christ has conquered sin death and the devil are defeated but to those who do not by faith uh, receive this message uh, who reject the free gospel of Jesus Christ it is the aroma of death leading to death and so Paul says we are the fragrance uh, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing so whether 
to the believer or the unbeliever, to those who, would re who receive the gospel by the work of the Holy Spirit and those who reject the gospel uh, by their own uh, uh, rejection of it. Um, it's the same message. And so that's what we really have to preach today. You know, Paul uh, says, I was determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. And, and that's the message that we have today as well. Um, and yes, to some it is, uh, this message will be rejected and we shouldn't be surprised when that happens. And we shouldn't be surprised when um, there's hostility toward the message of Jesus Christ. Um, but we're not, as he says, peddling the word of God. We speak of sincerity. We speak as from God. We speak in the sight of God in Christ. And so um, we're not in this ministry because uh, we're trying to appease everyone or say something that's going to make everybody happy all the time. We're simply speaking the truth of God's word. And the truth is Jesus that Jesus Christ died for sinners. Each one of us is a sinner. We've all fallen. We've all fallen short of God's expectations. But because of what Jesus has done, uh, because he has saved us, we now have victory through him. And so this life-saving aroma is so sweet to all of us, and we now strive our best to continue to share this good news with others so they can share in this, this life-giving aroma as well. Yeah, I like your victory illustration with the rose petals. And, you know, you said with verse 17 that we're not peddling the word of God. We're, I mean, that's why I enjoy that we are titled non-for-profit. We are wanting to share the word of God and do so freely. It's, and all the offerings and things that we do are our thank offerings to continue the ministry and continue the kingdom work there. And I really appreciate those verses that talk about that fragrance and that aroma. We know the Lord's word shows us that like in Old Testament times, whenever God delivered his people, like you think of Noah, the first thing he did after they got off the ark was set up an altar to thank the Lord. And that sacrifice that they gave of what they had was a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. And, of course, that sacrifice of Christ, as Isaiah points out, some of the other prophets, his sacrifice on the cross was that sweet-smelling aroma to satisfy that satisfactory payment for our sins as well. So, like you mentioned with that gospel goodness that we have from our Savior, that mercy, that's a fragrance for us that uh, bathes us in that victory of what Christ has done for us in his blood on the cross. So, um, awesome, awesome section. I really like your visual of the, the victory Parade. Yeah, you know, and Paul asks a really important question, verse 16. He says, you know, to the one we are Rome of death leading to death, to the other, the Rome of life leading to life. And then he's asked this question, who is sufficient for these things? You know, and that's really, that's one of the big existential questions that the Christian faces is what, how come some people I talk to about Jesus receive that message as, as gospel? And how come others reject that message? And Paul, who is sufficient for these things? The it's an implied answer. It's a rhetorical question. The implied answer is no, none of us. No one is capable of understanding why some, uh, why the Holy Spirit works in the hearts of some and why others reject uh, the gospel message in their own stubbornness and prideful will. But all we are to do is to continue to spread the aroma, to spread the good news. Um, and it's not for us to, to question or wonder why one and not the other. It's simply to, uh, to, to share that gospel message. And it really humbles us, isn't it? Why, why out of all those, all in the world has God chosen in me uh, to work that faith and to be a messenger of this good news of the gospel and uh, we can sit there and wonder and wonder and wonder but Paul ultimately says who's sufficient for these things rather simply speak the word in sincerity don't peddle the word of God for profit like you say rather just speak the word speak the truth in love as we've been called to let's pray Lord Heavenly Father we thank and bless you for your holy word uh, that we may share that word with others uh, thank you Lord for working that word in our hearts and help us now as we spread that uh, saving word through the ministry you've called us to here at Emmanuel to share this aroma uh, with all whom we are able to do. 
Lord, we know that at times your gospel message will be rejected by by many uh, who in their prideful will uh, are not willing to admit their sin or to receive you as their Savior. Lord, uh, work on those stubborn hearts according to your will, and we thank you for the many successes that you've given uh, through your holy word and continue to work among us as well, that we may let go of that sinful pride, may turn in repentance for our sin, and trust in you for salvation. Uh, encourage and bless us as we spread your saving word, and bless us today in your saving name. Amen. Uh, a couple um, updates, reminders I'd like to highlight for you. Our online Bible class continues this evening. Um, after going through 1 John chapter 2, two weeks in a row, uh, I taught it last week and Pastor Radical taught it this week, we are continuing on, uh, picking up with verse 12 uh, in 1 John chapter 2. Uh, so I hope you can join us for that. Yeah, uh, and it was one of our scripture lessons this weekend. And so it, oh, okay. There you go. Three times a charm. There you go. There you go. Uh, this uh, last week, the tuck pointing wrapped up on the exterior of the church building. I believe Board of Property had a walkthrough last week uh, as they finished that. So take a look around at that. Uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, I think it did a lot of, of good for what we can see, but also especially what we can't see. You know, a lot of those bricks way high up on the building. Um, it's hard to see what's there and what's missing. And uh, uh, appreciate the work that was done uh, for that tuck pointing project. Uh, coming up in a couple weeks, uh, the Bible class in Sunday school, so not this weekend, but the weekend after, uh, September 10th and 11th, 2022, uh, we will start our Bible class in Sunday school. We're going to be doing a study of the book of Romans uh, in Bible class, so hope you can join us for that. It's going to be a really uh, neat study. We've got special books, uh, journaling books that we can all uh, take notes in and, and uh, save for later resources as well. Also coming up uh, at the end of the month of September, the Man Up Retreat is taking place. I think you've got two days left to sign up at the initial rate, and after that it's going to be much more expensive. Oh, to, no, just today's today. The last day. Today's the last day. Okay, yep, today's the last day. So uh, sign up today or else you'll miss it, and you'll have to pay an extra 75 bucks, I think. So, uh, On our prayer list, we continue to pray for Carrie Dale, uh, who again is uh, going through that cancer treatment, which is... This cancer is responding well, um, but uh, uh, we still pray that the Lord would continue to bless her through this challenging time. We pray on behalf of the Jonathan Schaller family. Uh, Pastor Emeritus Schaller was struck by a vehicle last week and uh, died from that, the injury sustained. Um, so we pray that the Lord would bless him uh, and his, would bless his family as they mourn the loss of him, but also rejoice in his entrance into eternal life in heaven. Uh, we pray on behalf of... We also, oh. pray, we also pray for that driver, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Just that the, they would obviously have sorrow and comfort from the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also pray on behalf of Dan Hanel. Uh, Dan's a recent transfer here to Emmanuel. Has a number of different health issues. He's been over in Rochester and so forth. So we keep Dan in our prayers. We also thank God for his healing hand given to Jeff Strand. Um pastor told me Jeff was in church this last Saturday, so thank God for that. And uh, uh, after the stroke, he suffered the week before that, so he spent about a week in there, over in Rochester there, so thankful that he's back home again and doing well. Any other announcements, sir? No, let's go to the Proverbs. All right, so we're going to take a look today at Proverbs chapter 5. We're going to do the first six verses. Um, this section in my, in my Bible is called The Peril of Adultery. Um, this is really one of the main... Uh, one, uh, I'd say one of the larger themes in Proverbs is kind of this, um, is kind of this parallel between idolatry and spiritual adultery, um, and God. This plays out 
many times in Holy Scripture. Um, but there is a special warning to you know the sin against the sixth commandment as well. Um, and we'll kind of take a look at this as we as we dive in here. So Proverbs chapter five, the first six verses. My son, pay attention to my wisdom, lend your ear to my understanding, that you may preserve discretion, and your lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable, you do not know them. So some pretty strong words from, from Solomon here. Maybe, Pastor, you could start with that with us. Uh, maybe what's the irony of the fact that King Solomon is the one giving us such a strong warning against the sin of adultery. Well, with Solomon's many, many, many wives, you know, he had like 300 concubines and 700 wives. So um, the fact that he is saying you got to watch out for adultery, it's, it's not only ironic, but hypocritical in some ways. Yeah, for but, sure. But that's why I think it's important to remember that this is the Holy Spirit inspiring him with the right. And obviously, these would be painful words for himself to write because he knows he's fallen into all kinds of problems and troubles with that as well. So, ultimately, what we see here is, I think, a very good lesson in that things of this world that are temporary and can be enticing are not beneficial for us in the long run. Just like you might say on a different parallel, maybe your favorite food is something sweet, but if you take that, it doesn't mean it's going to be good for your health overall. Mm -hmm. So same thing is true here we might say the seduction of the woman here the the prostitute in this section as it goes further on here is that it's going to be destructive to your soul and that Solomon is warning all God's people through from the Lord that hey you have to steer clear of this this is going to be detrimental in fact if you keep reading on he talks about the person perishing forever the man perishing forever as he goes through this. Yeah, I think um, I was I was reading of a uh, a study of, of Solomon, and one of the commentators I read made the point that you know maybe Solomon Solomon is the ancient form of the modern day porn addict. <laughs> you know, um, a man who had the power and authority to have any woman he wanted to, and so he did um, by through thou you know the thousand wives and concubines, and that's not to mention any other. Uh, other, any other sins he might have committed in connection with this, but um, you know, living in 2022 the way that we do, um, pornography is a very real problem that a lot of people struggle with. Um, that that a lot of people uh, try to, to deal with um, and think it's not that big of a deal. It's just something that's not hurting anybody else. Or, uh, but what what Psalm makes very clear here is that this is very these these sins of immorality, these sins of adultery, and of uh, uh, if if adultery and of uh, immorality in the heart as well, uh, whether you're married or you're not married, um, these sins, look what it says, it, uh, her steps lay hold of hell. Um, that, that's, the, that's the road that, that this leads to, and uh, that's where you can see it. You know, a lot of studies have been done on those who um, get addicted to these things and you know, the, uh, the, the dopamine levels that come from uh, addiction to pornography is similar to that of those who take uh, hard drugs like heroin or cocaine. Uh, it's something that you can't, that, that becomes a natural path to pleasure that your brain creates. And the more times you take that, that step, the more your brain is trained to continue to get re receive pleasure from that step of, uh, of 
going down this road of pornography and so forth. So um, you can see it, it says, he describes it as steps laid of, of hell. It's, it's paths. And these pathways are created in your brain that, uh, that are contrary to God's will and desire for you. And I like the analogy you made there of, you know, like a, you, you might want to eat a piece of chocolate cake after every meal, but that's maybe not going to be the best thing for your health. Maybe your kid wants to eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and supper, but you tell them it's not what's best for your health. And um, it's really a, a matter of self-discipline, I think. And, and that's really what's key here that, that Solomon's laying out is, um, you know, self-discipline, but also by the grace of God and the help of the Holy Spirit, I should make right. that clear that, you know, this is something that, that uh, God can help you help you with. If this is an area you struggle in, uh, sins of a sexual nature, um, God can certainly help you through this. Uh, uh, whatever might be bothering you, what whatever sins might be caught in your life right now, but it's something that, as we go through Proverbs here, there's a lot of warnings about the dangers of uh, uh, sexual immorality. And so the Sixth Commandment, you know, is one that maybe we tend to gloss over a little bit because it's not something we like to talk about or not, you know, uh, not something we like to think that we might have problems with. But uh, Solomon's not afraid to speak about it here in Proverbs. And he, he says just how dangerous it is. And he has experience with that. And so uh, we should take his warning, uh, focus on that, that self-discipline of saying, you know, this is not healthy for me to be viewing things like this or seeing things like this or speaking about things like this because uh, that's not what God knows is best for me. And, you know, you can think of, you know, pornography as this, uh, as just uh, visiting certain terrible websites, but we also see pornography on a regular basis on our televisions. You know, think of R-rated movies, or you think of even um, all the commercials with uh, scantily clad uh, men and women and on television all the time, and it's all part of uh, the world's push in order to normalize uh, these sensual and suggestive concepts as though they're not that big of a deal for uh, people to be walking around hardly clothed anymore. And uh, it's, it's something we really need to be aware of, especially for our young men uh, who are going to be so tempted by these visuals and by these ideas uh, and who are confronted with them in a way that no one has ever been confronted by them in the history of the world. You know, Solomon, he had so much power, and so he was able to take all these women and make them his wives and concubines and um, but today in 2022 our young men are given cell phones and on the, their phones they have more women than Solomon ever had access to um, and more ability to see more uh, awful things than Solomon could have possibly imagined and um, the fact that this is all available at your fingertips is a very very dangerous thing so parents out there as well you know I encourage you with your young young uh, young men who are in your family uh, take precautions to protect your children from the content that is out there uh, because, you know, I've seen it a number of times in my ministry already, um, just how dangerous uh, the Internet can be in these ways. Yeah, I think I like the warning that's in there too. You know, the illustration that I used with the sweets and so forth, the difference is that those things aren't forbidden, but like you read in verse 3, a forbidden woman. And what I like about that phrase is, it's not just talking about prostitutes, it's talking about anybody, your neighbor's wife, it's talking about anybody, you know, like you mentioned, the things that we might see on the screen, you know, that's, God says, no, that's, those things create lust in your heart, and that lust is sin, whoever looks at a woman to lust after has already committed adultery with her in his heart, so if, if these steps following this, as it says in verse 5, her feet go down to death, her steps follow the path of Sheol, what steps can individuals take away from the the sinful situation with someone else's wife or 
if you're married and you're following someone else there, you have to take steps away from those things. If you're addicted to pornography or watching those things, what steps are you taking to be led away from those things? And really that's where sometimes you just need someone to supportive and help and just accountability is a big thing. So mm-hmm. I both, both Pastor Nam and I, you know, confidentiality is a big thing for us. You know, if you ever want to come talk to us about these things, pray about them and just have someone to be accountable too, in a, in a positive way, not like in a scary way. That's what we're here for too. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Yeah, uh, sin that is brought to light has a has is is more effective in being done away with. You know, if this is something that you hide in the closet, you pretend like it doesn't exist, um, and just uh, uh, ignore the the problem, uh, it's not going to go away. But if you can be brought to light, if you can have an, be accountable, have a team that's helping you get through it, that's <clears throat> that's really what's going to be helpful. All right, that brings us to the end of our study today, and our hymn of the day today is hymn 622, uh, which is from the marriage section, gives us a little bit of a positive aspect to this, uh, uh, the, the sexual health of God's people. The voice that breathed o'er Eden, that earliest wedding day, the primal marriage blessing, it hath not passed away. Still in the pure espousal of Christian man and maid, the triune God is with us, the threefold grace is said. Be present, loving Father, to give away this bride, as thou gavest Eve to Adam, a helpmeet at his side. Be present, Son of Mary, to join their loving hands, as thou didst bind two natures in thine eternal bands. Be present, Holy Spirit, to bless them as they kneel, as thou for Christ, the bridegroom, the heavenly spouse, dost seal. O spread thy pure wing o'er them, let no ill power find place, when onward to thine altar their hallowed path they trace. To cast their crowns before thee in humble sacrifice, till to the home of gladness with Christ's own bride they rise. To Father, Son, and Spirit, eternal one and three, as was and is forever, all praise and glory be. Amen.